Hello, my name is TJ and I'm one of the voices behind the Geek Sweat podcast. This is a special message regarding the next episode which is being recorded out of sequence during the coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Now, in response to the government daily briefings and general health and safety requirements for the pandemic, the Geek Sweat podcast team are practicing social distancing for this recording in an attempt to create new segments and continue sessions from our respective homes via a joint video call while we aim to minimize the risk and the spread of the infection from COVID-19. As such, we are working in the absence of our esteemed sound engineer, Giovanni Bastianello, aka Neo Geo. And we hope that you can bear with us and any changes in the audio quality from what you may be accustomed to earlier. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Geek Sweat podcast. We We watch watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a string, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Welcome, welcome. It's another Geek Sweat, and we're bringing you a review sweat from our lockdown hideaways. I'm King Dom, and I am joined this week by TJ. Howdy. And a very mysterious-looking Stephen Code. Hi, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm okay, I'm fine, yeah. Have you, yeah. have you got any like spot Cold War spies locked up in your basement? No, uh, not 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 currently. <laughs> <laughs> not currently. You yeah. got rid of the last ones. Yeah, exactly. The new batch are coming yes. in on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for fitting us in. Stephen's fitting us around his busy schedule of um, playing poker and being an international villain like Le Chiffre. What was that guy's name? Is it George Wiley or George Cowley from um, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? George Smiley? Smiley, that's it, yeah. He's probably going to be paying Stephen a visit soon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, stick around as long as you can. Yeah. I go. So what are we going to talk about today, Doc? Today, we are going to do a review sweat, and we're going to talk about the acclaimed and well-remembered comedy series, which aired on Channel 4 a few years back, Catastrophe. Wow. So who's in that? Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney starred in it, and they also wrote it. Mm. And it follows the exploits of a couple who through circumstances somehow find themselves about to get married with a child on the way. And um, it follows their travails as they navigate that while also having the cultural differences of him being an American, her being Irish, but more used to living in London. And um, there's a cast of colorful ancillary characters as well. Featuring Carrie Fisher, among others. Yeah. And of course, Ashley Jensen, who fans of Ricky Gervais will remember from Extras. And Mark Bonner. I love Mark Bonner. He's one of my favourite actors. Oh, he's good, isn't he? Is he the Scottish yeah. guy who's married to yeah, yeah. Ashley as well? Yeah. So it's quite. He was also the, um, he wants to be a millionaire thing. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, it's quite yes. a diverse cast, I think, in terms of um, not just like using people from different parts of the United Kingdom, but different uh, parts of the Channel 4 
comedy spectrum as well. Um, let's let's dive straight into it and ask you what you made of it because um, my initial impression of Catastrophe was um, a few years ago it seemed like quite an edgy show because it was on Channel 4, it was late at night. Occasionally they say the C word. Yeah. So it felt quite edgy. But in these like Netflix times sure. where every show can have whatever they want because it's on Netflix. Mm. It actually feels like a family sitcom. It's quite warm. It's quite yeah. traditional in some ways. I, I think, um, for me, I like the idea that you can, they expand, that Sharon and Rob expanded on this premise, which could have suited a short film, which is basically um, a one-night stand um, turns into a pregnancy and it turns out that both people are living on different sides of the Atlantic Ocean, which was a dilemma which has its own punchline right there. But the fact that they kind of snowballed into a relationship and you really get to see some of the petty uh, uh, vignettes of what it's like to be in a couple, be in a relationship, have early onset middle age. So I think, I don't think there are many other comedies that are, are touching the same points of what it's like to be a new mum, what it's like to be a new dad, what it's like to be in a relationship with someone from a different culture. So I think it's hitting a lot of marks, even though it's in the swearing may not be the biggest part of it. I think the situations for the sitcom, it's very trendy for me. Mm -hmm. Stephen, what did you think of it? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember enjoying it. I mean, you talking about it is actually, oh yeah, I remember now. But I, I, um, I remember enjoying it at the time. Um, <coughs> I think it's interesting. I mean, isn't Rob Delaney, didn't he become star through, isn't he like a Twitter star? He yeah, started he in the early, or he was. In the early days of Twitter, he was like, he became famous through his tweets and that's how he kind of built his career, isn't it? Yeah. It is. He was like literally the first person to do that. Yeah. And I think he was even voted the funniest person on Twitter. Yeah, I think the latest tweet that he's funny for now is um, regurgitating a John Travolta tweet, which is, um, I think I sent it to the group, but for some reason, John Travolta made a coronavirus update announcement that his son had changed his Instagram name. And then um, Rob Delaney's obviously framed it in the context of this is essential news that everybody needs to know sort of thing. So mm -hmm. he's normally... Um, he's saying that quite a lot of satirical stuff quite often, so he's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and of course Sharon Horgan was already kind of had a name for herself in um, uh, her sitcom Pulling, which is brilliant, and mm -hmm. one of my favourites. Mm -hmm. And there was one called Dead Boss, which only ran for one season, but it was very good. Dead Boss? Uh, I like her, right, yeah, Dead Boss, yeah. What was the premise behind that? Um, God, why did I bring it up? Um, it was... I mean, I know what I think the premise sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. A fashion your own storyline from the title. Yeah. Because she, she's done some other stuff internationally as well, because she's been a voice on Bob's Burgers. She's been a voice on Disenchantment. And um, she's also been a voice on Bojack Horseman. And she's, from what I remember, I think she's in a music video of uh, Metronomy as well. So she does get about a bit. In a good way, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the way that led to the pregnancy that precipitated the events of the sitcom. Exactly. 
But yeah. But yeah, yeah. From what I remember, I, I, I enjoyed it very much. I just can't talk about it in too much detail because, I mean, when did it start, Catastrophe? 2015 was the first season. Yeah, I mean, 2016 yeah. was the second season. 2017 was the third season. And the fourth no, season get, is I'll 2019. Get, okay, okay, okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, she's a very good writer. Maybe one of the best comedy writers. I think they're awards. Oh, They've won awards. Or uh, uh, Tina Fey. Or is Julia Davis or Tina Fey? I don't know. So Julia Davis. Anyway. Sorry, because you was cracking up there. So you're saying amongst Julia Davis, Tina Fey, you'd put Sharon Horgan up there as well. There's good female yeah, comedy yeah. writers. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel we should. I don't know if that's worth a comment, but uh, you know. Um, a lot. I mean, there's a there's a trope about women and and comedy, isn't there? Which is obviously bullshit. What is, you the look at what is the trope? Uh, the, the women aren't as funny as men. Oh, okay. I mean, I think that's yeah. kind of been di- clearly being disproven in the last year or so. I mean, with Phoebe Waller Bridge, it's kind of all over the place now. With I mean, I mean it's always been bullshit. Just yeah. the, you know, it's kind of, people like um, you know. Uh, Tina Fey and I mean I'd say Tina Fey is probably the best comedy writer in America and um, 30 Rock is just um, untouchable but Mm. But, yeah so back to I I like the relationship between um, uh, I I can't remember Mark Bonner character's name offhand Scotty I'll call him Uh, (laughs) Mark Bonner Bonner plays Chris who's Fran's husband yeah they, they have a weird relationship don't they it's kind of do they even like each other? And um, are we talking about Chris and his wife, or yeah, Rob and his yeah. wife? Chris and his wife. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, in the story, um, Chris is kind of um, very intense and insular, and they end up going through a separation. But I don't think they go through a divorce. But in a weird way whilst that couple, which is Chris and Fran, are going for their relationship problems after having a child, um, yeah. they somehow end up mentoring um, both Sharon and Rob as their relationship is flourishing despite the decay of their own marriage, which I thought was yeah. quite an interesting dynamic. And there's also the interesting relationship between Chris and Rob because Rob's mm. in a new country and he doesn't really have any friends yeah. except his absolutely mm. repellent American friend. Yeah. <laughs> so he naturally spends some time with Chris and Chris is desperate for any outlet for escape from his marriage mm. at that point. Yeah, because um, Rob has this other character friend who's like, um, is he, he's like a, he's, he makes a lot of money but in very spurious and maybe criminally minded ways and he's also like a drug addict and a sex addict I think it is is that correct well, he seems that. to have a different girlfriend every time you see him yeah yeah like Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> a, a little bit like Jerry Seinfeld but with a lot more uh, cynicism towards him I'm trying to work remember what the name of that character was um, because he's in a few episodes and I think he's actually a genuine American actor. I don't think he's just putting the voice on. Um, but yeah, you keep you keep going on. I mean, Domhnall Gleeson was in this as well. And he plays Dan in a later series um, where he ended up being the recruitment agency manager for, um, for 
Rob when he's in between jobs. So in the early series, um, Rob and um, Chris have these um, awkward social gatherings that seem to be more on Chris's terms than Rob, yeah. including an Adam Sandler movie and playing squash. Mm. The cinema they use is the Rio in Dalston. Okay. But the outside shots, the inside is nothing like that, obviously. Yeah. Inside, but yeah, I did notice that when I was watching it. Because I never get to say stuff like that when I'm when I was in Cornwall, because nothing's ever filmed near where I live. Okay. So, oh. <laughs> what? Not even what's it called, Doc Jones? <laughs> oh, Doc Martin. Doc Martin. Well, no, that's that's not that close. I mean, that's like a North Coast um, fishing village, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, what? I always feel I sad. Mean, when... That's it for Cornwall. That yeah. is the Cornwall program. I always. Oh, and Wicker Man. No, not Wicker Man. Um, Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs. The first one or the, yeah. the, the um, oh no, the, the remake was in America, surely. But the, um, yeah, I always feel sad when I watch um, Martin Clunes in Doc Martin because it feels like the aftermath of Men Behaving Badly where he just decided to get more mature, move out of the flat and get, get his doctorate degree. You know? <laughs> wow, I've never seen it like that. Like the continuation of the character. Yeah, because he's really grumpy. He plays a really grumpy character. And it's, it's not uh, outside of his range, but it just feels like he's upset that he's had to move out of flat. You know, if he is the same character, he can't be fully qualified. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> How do you explain his early appearance in Doctor Who playing a space prince? Um, was Martin Clunes in Doctor Who? Oh. He was, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so he's been around a bit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Let's go back on to... Um, uh, what's yeah, yeah. Catastrophe, because I, I think we're segueing a little bit off. Um, the character that I was looking for was Dave, um, which it feels like a very British name, but that's the American reprehensible character who's Rob's best friend. And he's never really, he's always supposed to be a source of advice and comfort, but he ends up creating more concern for Rob every time he has a conversation with him, which I find pretty funny. So it's quite a lively and nuanced cast of characters like who are propping up the main two yeah. in the sitcom. Mm-mm-mm. And I, that keeps most of the episodes ticking over. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy the set pieces that they've got as well because it's not just um, the family drama that happens inside the, uh, the, the kitchen between the couple themselves. And they also, I mean, um, Sharon's character has a bit of a volatile relationship with her brother, Fergal, because she's seen oh, as the less than chosen child. And Fergal seems to be getting away with a lot of stuff. And I like the way that um, Rob's got his, I'm, I'm not sure if it gets revealed in the first season, but he's got some problems with alcohol that he's finding difficult to manage, which... Um, and it kind of explains his relationship with his mother as well, which I think is pretty cool. Played by Carrie Fisher. Wasn't there, was there a, a storyline about Sharon's dad having uh, dementia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's in season yeah. three and part okay. season four, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I used to, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of flashing back now. I remember the, the, the scenes of the family, of that family. As you do with quite, dementia, uh, yeah. Quite funny and um, kind of poignant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I might give it a rewatch actually. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like how you're gonna rewatch it after we do the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
only told me quarter of an hour before, but yeah, let's not worry about that. <laughs> but the, um, uh, I mean, going back to you, Dom, what do you what do you feel about how um, the, the the comedy, which obviously has got an interesting title, catastrophe, treats um, uh, life events because it deals a lot with like first baby um, being born, having a child out of wedlock. Um, yeah, dementia, family, sibling rivalries, and even bereavement, and even job losses, and it's turning these everyday matters into comedy moments. So, how, how did you get on with that? I liked it. It's quite relatable, and um, obviously, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan are very personable and amiable characters. So, they kind of guide you through in a way that makes it funny without being condescending or depressing. They find Mm. the humour in it and you relate to it. Yeah. I mean, I would say, like, maybe one of the strong suits of the sitcom, surprisingly, is how well acted it is by Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. Yeah. You know, we've already mentioned Rob Delaney got his break tweeting Mm. or making jokes on Twitter. Yeah. But... I guess his character's quite close to his own persona, but even so, he's quite subtle. He's not just doing broad acting. You know, he really, he leans into it. You know, that's proper acting. Can I say one thing, though? Uh, just going back to the Twitter thing, apparently that's how Rob Delaney and Sharon Holden actually got in contact with each other the first time. So they weren't on a uh, comedy circuit together, and that's where the, um, the collaboration uh, blossomed, as it were. Wow. I see. That's great. Mm. And Sharon Horgan is, I mean, if anything, she's even better. She can really act. So she does mm. switch from the funny bits, the one-liners, into yeah. showing genuine emotions. Yeah. And um, I also think it's quite interesting. You know, they've got a great chemistry, but they're not a couple in real life. Yeah, So yeah. you don't feel like you're watching something that's, like, too intrusive or awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing that kind of saves the, this show as well is every now and again, they have a real explosive argument that feels like it's going to uh, derail the relationship as well. So it's not like they hold back when they, I mean, when they love each other, they kind of love each other in a nice, cutesy comedy way. But when they hate each other, it's almost <laughs> on the verge of, um, DEFCON 1, nuclear explosion, <laughs> and they say some very violent things towards each other, which would normally uh, tarnish or kill a lot of other relationships. What did you think about that? Yeah, it's always funny seeing people rip into each other like that. Yeah. I mean, I suppose <laughs> yeah. that's what makes it a British comedy in terms of uh, people turning disaster into humour. Yeah, if it's American, it would probably be something like... Um... Mm. What's it called? What's that film called with um, Adam Driver? Uh, marriage Mar- Story. It'd be like Marriage Story. Yeah. The American version would be Marriage Story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stephen, what do you think? Do you think this show could have been done in reverse, where it was an American production and it was Sharon Horgan coming over to, um, let's say, New York? Would it? Do you think it could still would it still have the same flavour? You mean if it was an American show rather than a British show? Yeah, and it was a story about a British guy coming over to um, um, America. Do you think 
the show would still have the same type of humor or do you think american's shows are kind of watered down by comparison i don't think american shows are particularly watered down i just i mean i, I don't know really how to answer that question I, I mean i don't know i mean catastrophe just is a british <laughs> tv program so it's hard to um <sighs> i remember i remember a show called nylon a long time ago and that was another british drama about um a couple who were trying to have a long distance relationship um i think that was um by and again the interesting thing about that was that was created by simon burt and anya camilleri who both took the lead roles as well and um sorry it was they was created and written by them but um it starred rashida jones and stephen moyer but it was kind of like a couple had uh, made that show as well. But that was a bit more drama. Never saw that. It was another Channel 4 production, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So have you yeah, got a favourite... Great title. Yeah, have you got a favourite episode of um, Catastrophe so far? Any episode with Carrie Fisher in it, because she's just great. And it's a real shame that she didn't act more. Latterly, <laughs> she really... Well, of course, she, for whatever reason, she acted quite sparingly yeah and that's a real shame because very rock she's oh yeah. Rock, yeah yeah i mean would you say what how would you describe her character was she like a meddling mother would you say or what? she's like a meddling mother but she's not a stock character she's not like a a cliched sitcom character he could have mm. been played by anyone she's she's a real person yeah but you get a real sense of like how rob is completely exasperated by her sometimes and you know, perhaps some of the childhood incidents that might have set him on his way. Was there any part of the show where you think they may have crossed the line or there was like a touchy subject they they may have um, attached to or addressed? Do you think? Oh, well, I think with British programmes, there is a... No, because we're able to do that more easily in... This going back to your last question as well. Mm. about. It's more easy to do that in Britain than America because, you know, the, you know the whole um, you know, the way they kind of approach Catholicism, the way it kind of talks about religion, the, the swearing, mm. you know, the, the way these characters are, be very hard in America because there's they're such, you know, they're very religious Pious, people and yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, and I think it would be more difficult to get away with that sort of stuff maybe on HBO or something, but yeah, I mean. I, I mean, it's very, it's just a very British programme, I think, even though it's by an American and an Irish woman. Yeah. You know, it still has that sort of sensibility. And um, mm. I, think that, I think there's another thing as well where I think the fact that it's an American and an Irish woman, it gets to the point of uh, highlighting what American culture is sensitive about and what Irish culture is sensitive about, but in a specifically neutral context of, cosmopolitan London so it's not overtly offensive but it's more fish out of water offensive if that makes sense yeah I get that that makes sense because mm. they are sort of on sort of on neutral ground although obviously Sharon is far far more comfortable being in London than Rob is yeah, at yeah. least initially yeah I mean the things one thing I mean there's one uh, trailer bit in the first series but it's it's quite funny where um, Rob is waiting for Sharon in the uh, school playground at the end of her work and um, some kids come out asking him if he's American and 
basically he he gets a bit um up himself and uh he, he says yeah and then basically the kid says you know barack obama and he's like no and then he's like, oh, well, you, we thought you were special sort of thing. And they just kind of walk off. And he kind of feels downtrodden on both because the kids are disappointed <laughs> that he's an American who doesn't know who Barack Obama is. And I think it's very, I, I think one thing I like about Catastrophe is everyone gets a chance to say something funny and have a dig at somebody. So it's not just the two main characters with all the best lines, but they can get taken down by some of the characters around them at random times so I think that's pretty cool and there are some great one-liners in it um mm. like before the show Trevor you were saying one that um an exchange that Sharon and Rob had about Alan Turing oh yeah 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 um do you want to recap that one or <laughs> do you want to <laughs> I think you should do it I think you should okay. roll with that one um well yeah so I mean there's a couch um moment where the two of them on the sofa and basically Rob's feels that the Sharon character's got a secret that she's not telling him. And he's just there kind of glaring at her. And I think um, she says something like, um, uh, he, I think it was like he was trying to be upset. And then uh, I'm trying to remember this now, but it was, it was basically like he had said something smart or offhand. And she, she was like, okay, Alan Turing. And then she got, he's like, what? And she's like, oh, Alan Turing. He was like the famous a scientist and Rob's like, I know, I know who he is. And he goes, you poisoned him. And he, and, and he goes, no, we, um, the government gave him bromide and castrated him and then he killed himself. And then Rob like looks to himself and goes, oh, I hate this fucking country. And it's like, I like the way that um, it, it, it kind of, it, it pulls people up on their, uh, what's the word? Not in, in inconsistencies, I think it's like, it gets people to kind of, there's a humour in looking at other characters' shortcomings. And I, I don't think a mm. lot of comedies do that, where they actually say, look, this is your flaw. This is what's wrong with you, and it's time for you to admit it. And they do it in a very humorous way, which I think is pretty cool. And also, they like to let jokes run and run. Mm. Like, you know, they'll find a punchline and then they'll find another punchline and if they can they'll find another punchline there's another exchange you were talking about um where they were talking about a misunderstanding um because rob's family are quaker i think it is yeah yeah, yeah. sharon was talking about them like they were amish yeah, and this yeah, whole yeah. exchange <laughs> went on and on yeah so i i think um yeah it's nice to see the cultural uh inappropriate behavior is not like a deeply held belief, but like a slightly misunderstood interpretation based on which culture they come from, which I think is pretty cool. So where did you watch um, Catastrophe? Because it's available on Amazon Prime now as well. Yeah, I watched it on all four. All four, okay. So they've probably obviously got all four series uh, on there. Um, did you get a recommendation to watch it though, or did you see a trailer? I I actually watched it on your recommendation, Trevor. Oh, okay, okay. So cool, cool. and um, it's one of the shows on all four. But yeah, it's a good show for these times, definitely. I mean, Steve, did you watch it on recommendation, or did you have an inkling that it was going to be good, or were you following these comedians? Before? I mean, it was Sharon Hawkins, so therefore. I'd give it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to kind of, you know, um, yeah, I, I just, um, 
I was a big fan of Pulling and then Dead Boss. And there's another one. She did another comedy as well. I can't bring it to mind right now. Um, so I've always fan of her before. Looking at Sharon it, Hogan's uh, back catalogue, she's done Game Night, Pulling, This Way Up and Catastrophe. But if you're going further back, um, you've got Adventure I mean, Time, right. Psycho Bitches. Come on, you'd remember that one if you'd okay. seen it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you what she's written, and then you just say, bingo. Uh, she wrote, We're going to play Sharon Horgan bingo. Yeah, uh, there was Monkey Dust, uh, The Great Love Swindle, Angelo's, Pulling, Dead Boss, Glued, Women on the Verge, Divorce, Motherland, and also... Divorce, oh, Motherland, and Monkey Dust. Divorce, Motherland, and Monkey Me Dust. Me too. Okay. A Monkey Dust is like, like another animated series where with voices applied, but there's a lot of good sketches in that. It was it was one of the greatest TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I think Monkey Dust. Um, they I think one of the one of the strips became a um, a Guardian uh, news clipping comedy section as well at one point. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It was like a Stickman style drawing. That was the Monkey Dust template that ended up becoming um, Modern Toss. Sorry, I might be thinking of Modern yeah, Toss. Modern, yeah. Toss was, Modern Toss was a different Yeah, sorry, program. I was going off tangent there. I apologise. Although Modern Toss is incredibly epic yeah. at its best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, so we're going to recommend uh, Modern Toss to our... We absolutely should recommend that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The side recommendation. They also do quite a nice line in birthday cards as well. Yeah. If you want to be gratuitously offensive. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Modern Tosses and Monkey Dust are kind of in a, a similar vein. So if anyone's come across those projects, then yeah. I mean, I think ben Wheatley, ben Wheatley somehow is involved in Modern Toss. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shall we steer things back to catastrophe? Yeah. Well, what else we got to say? Well, I think that time's against us. I think we're up against it. Like a sitcom, we've got a strict time limit. But um, Stephen, do you have any well, other things that you'd uh, like well, to say? Yeah, I mean, you say we're on a strict time limit, but if we're on Netflix, we could let the episode run as long as we wanted. And um, if this was a good idea, is a good idea. I don't know, but that's what we could do if we're on uh, Netflix. That's a, a general point about Netflix versus traditional TV. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It kind of annoys me. I'd like to know how much of an episode, you know, if I'm watching a, a new series and I see an episode and it's 45 minutes long, yeah. then I can plan in the future. Okay, it's 45 minutes will take me to watch But now rest. you don't know because episode they, two could be no like 109 idea. minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's just all over the place. And <laughs> I mean, the discipline of TV writing has gone, hasn't yeah. it? I mean, even something like Better Call Saul, you watch the list and they're little variants oh, yeah, between yeah. each episode. I think there's Ozark as well. It's like um, it can be anywhere between a 50-minute minute episode and a one-hour, 10-minute episode. So, yeah, and I think it's the same Breaking Bad. There's a lot of variation, even that. Yeah, yeah I do remember, because uh, me and Trevor, we actually saw an interview with Charlie Brooker mm. and he was saying one of the boosts about moving to Netflix was not the obvious one, that there's a bigger budget, but it was the freedom to make the show like any length he wanted. Yeah. Mm. Which could even be shorter, because one of the episodes, Metalhead, turned out to be the shortest episode of the whole series. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Catastrophe is six episodes a season. 
coming in at 24 minutes each, which is a very tight line. Um, I would say, yeah, average 24 minutes each. And um, at the most, it's like 26, 28 minutes. But it's definitely something where you could binge watch a season over a weekend, which is, I think is pretty cool about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like did the first six episodes more or less in two days. Yeah, fast track laughter. Yeah. So, TJ, have you got any uh, final thoughts summing up about Catastrophe? No, I think um, all I can say is uh, it's a great series and uh, it's a great introduction to Rob Delaney and Sharon Hogan. Okay, fantastic. And um, I can only second and third that. So it is six thumbs up for Catastrophe. And also check out Modern Toss. Yes. Yes. And Monkey Dust. <laughs> and Monkey Dust. <laughs> <laughs>